Hello, my name is David Hasse. I'm a shareholder at Whitler Mendelssohn's Chicago office. I'm also chair of the firm's pro bono committee and have been on the committee since 2011. This week, we are joining the American Bar Association and many law firms in the national celebration of pro bono week. As part of our law firm celebration, we are doing a series of podcasts highlighting outstanding pro bono work Littler attorneys have done this year. In this podcast, we have the honor of hearing from several people. First, Matt Hank, a Littler shareholder who is also a veteran, for years has been involved in pro bono work for veterans. Matt will tell us some of the kinds of legal issues veterans face. Neil Alexander, a Littler shareholder uh, and relationship shareholder for the Amazon relationship, We'll discuss how he learned of Amazon's work supporting the Veterans Consortium, which advocates for veterans, and the collaboration between Littler and Amazon in supporting that work. Then Christy Bagelow, director of the Veterans Consortium's Discharge Upgrade Program, will discuss that program and the involvement of Littler and Amazon in the program. Finally, two Littler attorneys, Don Nguyen and Jake Thorne, We'll discuss their experiences in handling pro bono cases for veterans. So Matt, turning to you, please tell us about yourself and the kinds of legal issues that veterans face. Thanks, Dave. I'm a veteran, the son of a veteran, and the grandson of veterans. I, after college, I spent four years on active duty in the Army before law school. That experience imparted in me a desire to help veterans. As far as the kind of issues veterans have faced in my experience, particularly when they're dealing with veterans' benefits. They are up against a bureaucracy that can be difficult to navigate if you don't know your way around it. That often leads to errors. They don't get the benefits they deserve. And that's where Littler attorneys working with the Veterans Consortium have been able to step in and be helpful. Matt, thank you for sharing that with us. Turning to Neil, Neil, please tell us about yourself and how you learned about the Veterans Consortium. Thanks, David. I'm a shareholder in the Phoenix office of Littler Middleson. I've been with Littler for 30 years since right out of law school. And as you mentioned, one of the things that I do is help manage our relationship with Amazon.com. And the inspiration for the program we're working on now is Amazon hosted a summit for their outside council in November, and their internal pro bono committee gave a presentation that was very inspirational and they explained that they're always looking for opportunities. They have a large in-house department of attorneys, including employment attorneys, of course, and just explained that they wanted to engage in pro bono work. It's harder to do in-house sometimes than it is with outside firms, especially when we're in an advocate role. And if we can provide programs and come to them with opportunities, with groups working on one case at a time, that's what makes it easier for them to participate. It was inspiring. And we looked and the Veterans Consortium was a program that both Littler and Amazon had contributed to with pro bono service in the past, but it wasn't something that we had either company had built a formal program around. And so we decided to spearhead that. And we put together teams. We have seven teams right now. And uh, the goal of the team is to try to pair up an Amazon in-house attorney and we had three employment in-house attorneys that participated in the first round of cases, two Littler associates and one Littler partner. And then we let the group conquer and divide the tasks of the case, however they seem fit. In our particular case, we had one associate help with the fact gathering 
And I participated in the witness interviews and the interview of our veteran to try to come up with the overall strategy. We had the other associate take the record that we had developed and be the primary writer of the brief. And the Amazon attorney, in our case, we gave her the option. Did she want to participate in fact gathering or in the actual writing? And she wanted to do the writing and editing of the final brief. And it was great. And it was about 70 hours total for our personal case, about 15 hours for each attorney. So it was um, a great group effort and, and very rewarding. Wow. Thank you. Well, now let's hear from Christy Bagelow of the Veterans Consortium. Christy, I have a compound three questions for you, which is, what is the Veterans Consortium? What's your role? And what can you tell me about the collaboration between Littler attorneys and Amazon attorneys? Thank you for inviting me to be here today. The Veterans Consortium was founded in 1993 to provide high-quality free legal assistance to veterans who needed help appealing their VA disability claims to the Federal Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. The Discharge Upgrade Project is newer. It's been around for about five years, and that project is funded by the DAV Charitable Service Trust. I'm the director of the program. We have a team of six total right now handling all the discharge upgrade cases. Our focus is on helping veterans who were discharged from the military for misconduct that we can argue is related to a diagnosis of PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, TBI, and we also help survivors of military sexual trauma and LGBTQ veterans who were discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So the Littler Amazon collaboration has been amazing. And I, I sent an email saying so about a month ago because I've been so impressed with the teams. And now that I hear about the process and the way they divided things up, I think that has made a huge difference. They have just really been so efficient. They've gone above and beyond and researching different issues that may help the veteran argue their case before the discharge review boards. And they've gotten the cases back to me as quickly as possible, <laughs> given that there's such a long record and there's a lot of fact gathering involved in writing. So I love that they have such an efficient system and the collaboration just seems to be working wonderfully. Thank you, Christy. And what is the importance of a discharge upgrade? That's a big question. So what happens is veterans who are given something less than a fully honorable discharge often do not have access to VA health care, mental health care, or disability benefits. So the veterans who come to us through our project are often vulnerable in several different ways and really struggling. So the importance of this collaboration and helping these vulnerable veterans is being an advocate to help them put together their story before the board, to tell the board what happened, why they committed misconduct, why the board should change their type of discharge to hopefully honorable so that they're eligible for all benefits. But it's so, so important to the veterans to restore their honor. That's really what it's about at the end of the day. And they really would struggle to do that without our pro bono partners, because of course, no one expects to be discharged from the military with a bad discharge. And it's often really hard for them to go back and think about it and put together a coherent timeline of events before the board. So the pro bono volunteers make all the difference. Thank you, Christy. I would now like to invite two Littler attorneys to share their experiences in advocating for veterans. First is Don Nguyen. Don, please tell us about yourself and how you got involved in the Veterans Consortium. 
Thank you so much for having me. I began my career as an attorney in New York in 2009 as a prosecutor, and now I'm based in San Jose's Littler office. So I'm very glad to be here. And I also want to say that I'm very grateful to Littler for offering associates like myself such a generous pro bono program where we can really dig in and spend the time that we need to really work on cases that really matter to us. So how I got involved was I did a pretty exhaustive search of, of a good pro bono opportunity because I wanted to take advantage of the program that Littler offers. And I had our time figuring out the right cause in the beginning. But when I got an email about the Veterans Consortium Program, everything fell right into place. For me, this is a cause that is deeply personal. Before I was an attorney, I was once interested in joining a service academy. I went to a military prep school. And a fun fact about a service academy is that it equally represents people from around the country. So a lot of my classmates and colleagues-to-be were people from around the country, and we were all unified behind a single cause. It was amazing to be part of that. And so the idea of supporting a veteran is something that really matters to me. As far as the program itself, I can speak on the end user side of it as someone who worked in this program. It was very well organized. And what I loved about it is that everything was very seamless from start to finish. We're not done yet, but I imagine a very good end to this. In terms of getting started, training was organized. There was a one-hour training that was led by Christy, and we were instantly introduced to our mentor. In my case, it was with Anna Maria Bondock, who's an amazing staff attorney who has a lot of experience, who gave us a lot of guidance. There's a lot of materials to go through in the case, and Anna Maria Bondock created a timeline, which is amazing. So we knew exactly what we would be arguing. There were a lot of details that we had to flush out nonetheless. And then we created a brief, as well as we had to edit the personal statement that was given to us by our veteran. That was all very seamless. And we also were matched with a Littler shareholder who would review our work. And I had the pleasure of working with Hannah Hughes out of Minnesota, who did a tremendous amount of work on the brief. Wow. Don, can you tell us about the case you handled or are handling, I should say? Yeah. So the case is still ongoing. And our client is exactly the kind of person who deserves help and who we're very proud to help. He's a former Marine who enlisted in the Marine Corps before 9-11 as a 17-year-old. So he joined in an early entry program. He had to get his parents' permission to join, and he didn't get sworn in officially as a Marine until he was 18, which was after 9-11. The reason why this mattered to him so much was his entire family has a very long tradition of being in the Marine Corps. His grandfather is a World War II veteran and a prisoner of war in Nazi Germany, and his uncle served in Vietnam. So our client himself had deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, and he wanted a career in the Marine Corps, but that was cut off in 2004. So he had been in the Marine Corps for about three to four years because of PTSD and because of MST. He suffered a tremendous amount of stress of being on the ground in Iraq, which I can't even rehash here. And he suffered MST, which we're beginning to understand. That stands for military sexual trauma. His staff sergeant and his direct supervisor, who he saw as, as his mentor, was sexually harassing him. And when he refused advances, he was immediately given very isolating assignments. He was in the well deck of a ship, cleaning and recleaning weapons, doing all sorts of punishing duties like night watch, solely designed, number one, to punish him, number two, to isolate him, and number three, prevent him from speaking out, in which case his supervisor was successful. 
So given all the stresses, he was 19 at the time, he didn't know many other ways to cope. And he did try to seek assistance to the military, which was unsuccessful. His supervisor was successful in preventing him from seeking treatment. And he had to deploy again, so he couldn't seek the treatment that he wanted. And so with very little tools and very little ways to cope, he turned to marijuana, received a non-judicial punishment for that. And then later on, he turned to cocaine. And just like that, his career was over. And he was out of the Marine Corps in 2004. And his trauma went on basically until 2019. He had a very tough 15 years. And because of these incidents and events that led to his discharge, he was denied the GI Bill. He joined the Marines so that he could go to college. He was denied VA home loans. You know, this is something that he cared a lot about. And so he had to figure out his way without all that, under the stress of being discharged from the Marines. He felt like he probably failed his grandfather and his family. So since he's gained his own BA and his own advanced degree, and now he's an executive in the auto industry, so he's, he's a very successful person. He's a very good person, a father of two. So we asked him, you know, you seem very successful and you really have your life together. Why does this matter to you? And, uh, you know, he couldn't complete his answer because he got very emotional. But he told us that his office is full of memories of his grandfather. And so that's what this is really about for him. It's really about setting the record straight and about his honor. So this is something that really matters to him and really matters to us. That's a compelling story. Thank you for your work on this. And thank you for sharing your experience. Based on this experience, this is a rigged question. Are you interested in doing another pro bono project in the future? Without hesitation, ab- absolutely. Please uh, sign me up next year. And why is that? I think that we are just coming to grips as a country on what PTSD and what MST does to our veterans. They served us and without hesitation, they did the right thing in, in trying to protect our country. And I saw the consequence with our client on what happens when he's left for 15 years without the tools, without the coping of having to deal with it on his own. So he's lived somewhat of a very difficult life. And I think that it would have been a lot easier had he had the support of the VA system, of going to college, of everything that he deserves for being a veteran. So we can't give him that, but we can try to restore his honor. So there's many others like him out there and think that it would be an awesome opportunity to help others like him. Thank you very much. We also have Jake Thorne here today. Jake, please introduce yourself and tell us about your work for a veteran who needs legal assistance. Thank you very much for having me today. My name is Jake Thorne and I'm an associate out of our Columbus office here in Ohio. I got involved with the Veterans Consortium after looking around at some of the pro bono opportunities here at Littler Mendelssohn. And just as means of background for me, both my brother as well as my uncle were West Pointers, meaning that they attended the United States Military Academy. And so it's an issue that's very, very close to my heart. And so when I came across the Veterans Consortium, I immediately reached out to Matt Hank, who's our coordinator with the Veterans Consortium, and expressed my interest in doing an appeal. And so that started the process. And we reached out to the Veterans Consortium and got slotted on a case that we're currently working on. And we, in fact, filed our appellate brief, our initial appellate brief yesterday. And our client in that case is a 90-year-old veteran who served actually in the 1950s. And his claim is for something called TDIU, which is total disability based on individual unemployability. And so that means either you're entitled to total disability, either due to one disability or a combination of disabilities. 
And so right now our veteran is receiving TDIU benefits, but the issue in that case is about the effective date. Because when we actually went in and started looking through this huge record, we found out that he made his original claim for VA benefits back in 1958, after he essentially had what was a, a box surgery for a hernia and had also experienced some complications from an accident back in the service in the 50s. Once he was discharged, he had a career in labor where he worked for, for decades. He worked through pain that he developed as a result of this botched surgery in service. And he worked through it for decades. And when he approached the Veterans Consortium and we received the case, one of the things that really struck both Matt and I was the fact that he needed somebody to look through these records because the record was over 6,000 pages. And it's not an exaggeration to say that throughout his entire decades-long struggle with the VA, he has been assessed by hundreds of medical professionals. And so simply piecing together, you know, what happened here is really the value add. And, and one thing I want to do is make sure that we shine the spotlight on our support staff, because when we were working on going through the record and seeing just exactly what happened here, our paralegals jumped right to it. And we had a team of five paralegals who collectively have spent uh, close to a hundred hours reviewing the record here and piecing together the factual history. And without that, those efforts of our paralegals, we simply would not have been able to make sense of the record here and put together a, what we think is a, a very strong brief that will hopefully get us a remand here. So that's a little bit about our, uh, our case. Well, Jake, thank you very much for sharing. And thanks for all your hard work for this person. Happy to do it. Well, I want to thank you all for your volunteer work to help veterans. Your work is a testament to our firm's commitment to pro bono work. I'll add that some people who have worked on these matters have no prior connection to veterans' issues. But what this highlights is when people want to do a pro bono project, find your own area of passion. Another thing that I've noticed in my experience in being on the pro bono committee is that attorneys who do one pro bono matter tend to be inspired by the experience to go do another matter. So I encourage all attorneys who have not done pro bono work before to give it a try. You'll be surprised at how much you like it. For any of you who want to do pro bono but don't know where to start, feel free to contact your office pro bono liaison or me or any of the pro bono committee members. A quick reminder that Libba proudly provides 100% billable hours credit for up to 100 hours of pro bono work per year per attorney. For those of our corporate clients or prospective clients listening, if you would like to work on a pro bono project with Littler, please contact me or any of our pro bono committee members. For Littler attorneys, one of the most rewarding experiences is to serve a pro bono client side by side with one of our corporate clients. Please look for additional podcasts published this week featuring more great pro bono work by our Littler attorneys. This is David Hasse signing off, wishing all of you a great pro bono week.